0: Hello and welcome to episode two of our podcast series, Talking It Over with Support in Mind Scotland. In this episode, Looking In: Experiences Through the Ages, we'll be taking a look at two very diverse multi arts events we saw during the Scottish Mental Health and Arts Festival.
1: Hello, I'm Nicole, and I'm Ian. And without any further ado, we'll, we'll move on to talk about the the first event that we discussed. Let's. Let's move on. So. The first event we attended was 6 o'clock in Prince's Street. Very, very handily named, in fact. Yeah,
0: cleverly. They made the time of it 6 o'clock. Actually 6 o'clock. So.
1: so we arrived on time. We were early, actually. We were, We were, in fact, early. We got there before 6 o'clock.
0: Keen as mustard.
1: Keen. Very keen. Um, especially for... The venue, which was Edinburgh Castle, which was absolutely stunning for this this Mully arts event. It was absolutely beautiful.
0: Yeah, the Grand Hall um, in in Edinburgh Castle was really the perfect setting for this, what was a very traditional night.
1: It was a traditional night and it it sought to bring together multiple kind of partners. Um, We saw violin playing, we we had poetry readings, we got some insight into work that's being done for for veterans yep. because this was primarily what this event was it was about the experience of the experience of veterans and
0: some gorgeous fiddling
1: yes in scotland i think we do technically call violins fiddles if they are a traditional scottish instrument do fact check us on that one though because neither ian nor i are musicians so we really could be making that up but yes there was some beautiful beautiful fiddle playing
0: and the second show we saw was uh noi Rieke which was held in Bonner Hall in Dundee, and that was a very contemporary take on on talking about mental illness. We had a politically active rap. We did. We had we did, we did. Uh, some, some very emotive poems from Jenny Fagan, the acclaimed poet and author, and probably most moving was a, a film that Jenny had created about her, her early years, which we'll talk about a bit later.
1: And we also saw some stop animation films, which I thought were beautiful and particularly touching as well. Yeah. And not to be forgotten, a really quite experimental take on the Robbie Burns poem Tam O'Shanter.
0: Yeah, it was racy. I think it racy would, be, would definitely
1: be yeah. the word for it. Ended on a high, but quite juxtaposed to what we were what we were seeing at six o'clock in Princess Street, which was a lovely event, but certainly not racy.
0: No. Uh, very traditional, very traditional, very enjoyable, but for different reasons. But for but, different reasons. But also, both events did convey similar themes, similar messages, just in different ways.
1: Definitely, I, th- I think the kind of s- the central message is being that idea of having a sense of community, that need of that need to have a sense of belonging. I think that's a strand that tied both of these events together but also as a central strand that really ties the whole festival together because that is about providing that community, that sense of community, that sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. It's sort of what the Scottish Mental Health Arts Festival has always been about and that's a particularly lovely thing about yeah, the festival. Something that does very well. Something that does very well. Across a very, very varied programme.
0: Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, in microcosm, the two events we saw could not have been any different.
1: And yeah, they completely typify yeah. that spirit where central themes are discussed and brought to the fore, but can be explored in completely in completely different ways.
0: Which is the beauty of the arts. That is true. That right.
1: is true. Yeah. Uh, to, to show this, I mean, we'll start with how um, the event 6 o'clock in Princess Street was introduced to us. So it was introduced, let's set the scene. It was introduced by the governor of Edinburgh Castle in a sort of official... Governor, yeah, get up, yeah. um, and he was an ex-member of the Black Watch, so ties it all together perfectly with the with the veterans theme. Obviously, having his own his own experiences um, at the forefront, and that sort of set the tone for what was, as we've said, quite a traditional traditional evening. We haven't mentioned that the poetry, largely the poetry that was covered, were were the works of Wilfred Owen and Siegfried Sassoon, which are Very touching poems from World War One that explore what what was then termed as shell shock, what we'd Mm. now understand to be post-traumatic stress disorder. And these works that were put together by these two poets kind of stemmed from their experience when they met at Oh, remind me. Craig Lockhart. Craig Lockhart and um, Psychiatric Hospital, which <clears> used to, well, still is in Edinburgh. Well, it's not a psychiatric hospital anymore. It's actually part of Edinburgh Napier's campus, am I right? Yes, yeah. which, which I attended. But that that was the place that, that brought these two people together when they were there to kind of get support for their own, what was termed, shell shock.
0: In contrast, we had an incredibly contemporary night of, of entertainment uh from Neureiki, which was opened up by Kevin Williamson, who is one of the co-founders. He was joined via video link by Michael Pedersen.
1: Very up to the minute. Yes, video link. <laughs>
0: and and the night saw us treated to, you know, stop animation films, a couple of really moving films. Then we had some wonderful poetry from Jenny Fagan, the acclaimed poet and author,
1: and also a beautiful film that she's directed.
0: Yeah, which was very moving. Um, we'll talk about that a bit later. Um, we had some politically charged
1: politically charged rap,
0: yes. I think yes. I'd say.
1: Is it spoken word? Well, Is it rap?
0: I mean, yeah. Could, Is that
1: a false distinction anyway? I don't
0: know. I hope he doesn't come after us. <laughs> uh, from, we will stand
1: uh, to be corrected by him.
0: <laughs> from uh, Loki... I'd never seen before. I think you'd seen him once uh, before.
1: Yes, I, I saw him back in back in SMAP 2015 in the oh. good old days, where he was he was brilliant, brilliant yeah. as well. He's really an engaging character and he just gets, he doesn't mince his words, he gets straight yeah. down to it, doesn't he?
0: He he definitely commands your attention. He does. And uh, I was happy to give him my attention. I thought he was fantastic. He was. Really he good.
1: Was. And he really makes you think. I think all of his work really really makes you think.
0: I think with the best art, it does leave you with questions and things to ponder. Yeah, you know, you don't just leave with you know a slate shut. Up.
1: No, no, it's inviting reflection. Yeah, definitely inviting yeah, reflection. Yeah. Really good, really good stuff. Now, what came after Loki? We had we some had, lovely guitars. We is that right? did
0: from Craig Lifko.
1: Craig Lifko, yes. Some
0: some, it made a nice. Change from sort of spoken words we were getting. Mm-hmm. It was it was a nice change of pace. And for the finale we had a, a wonderfully racy event. is definitely
1: the word <laughs> for this version um,
0: of Tam O'Shanter, the, the famous poem.
1: By good old Rabbie Burns.
0: This time not by Robbie Burns, though, it was Kevin Williamson who was who was delivering it. We didn't well. bring Rabbi back. No. We didn't we.
1: bring back Rabbi back from the yeah. dead next Much, year. Maybe. next year. Maybe. Yes. I mean the SMAF programme is varied. Nothing is beyond their abilities. I heard he was asking for too much money. Ah, well, there we go.
0: Anyway. And Kevin was joined for this finale by the wonderful Kix Collective, who are an interpretive dance group, which which gave the reading, you know... Another dimension. It really did. Another dimension. These guys yeah. made their way through the, the audience. And... and the
1: lights were dimmed. Yeah. And was... they, were, they were kind of cast up in red. In my recollection, they were anyway. I don't know that I've just added that because it was so intense. But they were, when they were on the stage, they were kind of... Red lights on. Yeah. And it was very a very involved performance, very bodily. There was candle wax. There, there was, was candle wax, ladies and gents. Racy. Racy candle wax. But it was it was a it was a performance of Tam O'Shanter, unlike any other, and it was really really it was quite something. So what we can see from these this kind of brief rundown is that as much as these were both multi arts events um, that were seeking to deliver lots of different things in one kind of longer session. They were very different in how they had the sort of method of delivery Mm -hmm. and who they brought together and in some ways what they were exploring but not really because they were tied together by that central thread that ties the whole festival together Mm -hmm. which is about trying to create that sense of community and the importance of belonging. Um, So I think what we'll maybe move on to now is talking about some of the particular things that happened within each of the events and kind of how they tie into to mental health and mental well-being more generally. So is there something from Neuriki you want to start with? Standout moment from the multiple Standout
0: moment. I'd say Jenny Fagan's film.
1: Yeah, I would agree. That yeah, was incredibly moving. I, it was. And that's not to the detriment of the other things in the programme because they were fabulous, but there was something that really resonated about that film, wasn't there? It was really quite stark.
0: Yeah. Quite troubling, yeah. In a way,
1: we'll we'll talk you through a wee bit about the film. We'll also include a link <coughs> for you, because um, this film is up on Vimeo, so you can see it yourself. Yeah, and, and should be seen. And I'll definitely be a should be seen. In I'll fact, pause this podcast now, go and get the link, and then come back, and we'll all talk.
0: <laughs> that looks, Yes, perfect sense.
1: Yeah. Okay, but Ian, you can talk the listeners through a wee bit in case they don't click the link. And then, um, then we can walk through what it meant for us.
0: So Jenny's film focused on Bangor Village uh, Community Hospital, which, or as it was otherwise known, Edinburgh District Asylum, Mm. where
1: where her mum spent apparently quite a bit of time, and a a portion of that time, she was pregnant with Jenny herself.
0: Yeah. So Jenny spent her time in the womb, basically in In this in this this asylum, as it was known as it was
1: known then. Yeah.
0: And it was a very stark portrayal of it, of the building as it is now.
1: Which is completely abandoned.
0: Completely abandoned, apart from a couple of security guards who would routinely stop Jenny from filming on the premises. <laughs> so the asylum, as it was known then, uh, you you see it now in the film. It's, it's desolate. It's abandoned. It's quite a horrific sort of place to look at. Oh, it's awful. It really is. And I suppose there's a metaphor in there about mental health provisions these days,
1: where we see demand is just going up and up and up. Yeah, and, and the services are sort of not quite crumbling, but not quite there to meet the demand, and a lot of people are are left. Yes, are left behind.
0: But it was yeah, it was an incredibly moving piece, um,
1: and it has been stunningly shot. So it's it's been beautifully put together. It's just the subject, the subject of the video. It's yeah, so it's it's shocking. It's shocking. Yeah, it's shocking to see it in that state. It's kind of shocking to imagine people spending their time there when it was once in yeah, action. it's
0: Unimaginable, almost. Yeah, yeah. But also just to touch on the contrasts again, like mm-hmm. you say, it is beautifully shot, and it's the, the building itself is surrounded by some beautiful scenery, and there's some wildlife. But
1: and Jenny's Jenny's wordsmithery. Can I say that? Yes. Jenny's craftsmanship of the the poetry that goes around it is beautiful and moving and lyrical but you're just so shocked by what it is that you're seeing. There's one particularly kind of, one thing that sticks in my head is there's a close-up shot of a shoe
0: With moss growing in it. With moss growing in
1: it, that just seeks to remind us Mm. about how this place has just been completely abandoned and how it's got a story to tell and how there were once people that walked in it who were not necessarily free people.
0: There's also a, a scene where a window is full of um, Halloween costumes. Yes. You know, like ghostly looking things and it's it's almost like a, you know, a reminder of a horror, horror that existed in that building.
1: But I think the biggest horror that we're told about in the film is about the unmarked graves. Five hundred and sixty six people who died within the grounds who were never named or recognised.
0: And Jenny delivers it in a in you know that wonderful tone of hers, mm-hmm. um despite describing some pretty oppressive conditions and at times she talks about there were bad nurses. Mm-hmm. There were good nurses, but there were bad nurses, but it's continued in a very a very st- Almost a metered
1: way, isn't yeah, it? A
0: reasoned, you know, mm-hmm. measured sort of mm-hmm. delivery, mm-hmm. and it's quite an emotive subject. But she does well making it an, an emotive thing to listen to without raising her voice, mm-hmm. or you know,
1: she almost—it's so stark what she's saying and what you're seeing that she doesn't need to tell you that by using massive variations in her voice and, and yeah. all that kind of thing. It, it sort of speaks for itself, and if you view the video. You'll see that. You'll see that. But kind of hold your tissues at the ready, actually, because I was incredibly moved by it. Incredibly moved by it. and um, It's an experience for a lot of people who, who experience mental illness that they may end up in hospitals kind of like that one. And at least these days things are potentially a little bit better, but still nowhere near where they need to be. On the topic of psychiatric hospitals... I think one thing we, should, we can pick up on um, from the other event was the psychiatric hospital that brought together the two famous in um, world war one poets which were Wilfred Owen and Siegfried Sassoon and they met at Craig Lockhart Hospital um, in Edinburgh itself and the kind of the, the war poetry that they do which is dealing with as we mentioned PTSD the exploration of that came about because of the relationship they were able to build together, and we got a little explanation about that relationship from Colin Waters, who is the communications manager at the Scottish Poetry Library, yeah. he gave us a wee bit of background on, on their relationship.
0: Yeah, it was a really interesting uh, talk, actually, it really from, was... from Colin, it was good.
1: And I think it reminds us that we sort of, we read art, and, or we see art, and we at the first level we just, we just experience what is immediately there mm-hmm. and yet understanding that backstory between the two poets and how they met and how they brought out the exploration of those topics that people weren't talking about at the time because of that shared experience that they had in that place that they were in together was really fascinating and reminds us, you know, it is the people that we meet along the way that create our stories and help us to tell them, which is a really important, really important point. Um,
0: also great, great shampoo. Oh, oh yes, oh,
1: Good old Vidal. <laughs> I'm picking up on that point about um, looking beyond what we immediately see, and um, we were joined by Steve Burnett, um, who is an established and well respected Edinburgh based maker of violins, violas and cellos. We should be asking Steve whether it's a fiddle or a viol. He would be the man Steve in the note. Would know. He would be the- Steve, Steve if you're listening. Yeah. Is it is it a fiddle? Is it Scottish violin? Tell us. Let us know in the comments. Anyway, um, what he does is he makes, as we've said, these string instruments. and He one... doesn't
0: just see the tree. He doesn't. He sees a vessel for art. He does.
1: He does. I did, to be honest, I hadn't even considered the thoughts that go into making things like these and about the wood that you would select and how you would put it together and the story that that can tell in itself, that hadn't even occurred to me. No, really? So thank you SMA for kind of raising that. You for Again, it's seeing that finished instrument, you, if you're not a musician or or you don't take an active interest in instruments in that way, you don't think about the craftsmanship that goes no. on behind the scenes. But and one thing that really struck me was the Wilfred Owen violin which had been made from a branch of sycamore tree that had grown in the grounds of what was formerly Craig Lockhart Hospital, which is now um, part of Edinburgh Napier's campus. And this violin was then played, Um, Thorne Ferguson, a fabulous um, traditional Scottish violinist who's also based in Edinburgh, joined Steve Burnett and they played together beautiful pieces that were all tied into that, that central theme. And it was really moving.
0: And sticking with the theme of music, Over at Noiriki, we were we were treated to a wonderful stop motion animation narrated by the excellent Mackenzie Crook and directed by Ainsley Henderson, which was focusing on. uh, It was called "I Am Tom Moody." It was focusing on central character Tom Moody and his anxieties around performing Mm -hmm. in a band Mm -hmm. and really being revisited by his childlike self. You know, it was. I found that incredibly moving.
1: It was, it was, it was, it's beautiful as well in the way that it's put together, and I think there's just something about, something about what it's talking about is the kind of, the little, the, little, the voice inside yourself yeah. that doesn't always have the most positive narration, right? And we kind of see, it looks like it was, how it's put across in, in the little stop motion animation is it's almost like something a wee bit traumatic's happened to Tom mm. as a child that kind of stunts his growth and his confidence Mm -hmm. in his own talent Um, and this is the little voice that kind of chips away at him and kind of erodes his his self-esteem and his ability to believe in his own performance and I think serves as as a reminder of two things and that is you know those things that are said to us or that happen to us can have an effect on us far later on Mm -hmm. in terms of contributing to that kind of negative Internal monologue, really, isn't yeah, it? That kind yeah, of can exactly. bring you down and talk you down, um, but also the way that the arc of the little animation goes tells you that you can overcome it. Yes, at the very end, which is the most important part.
0: Yes, and it, it does have a very uplifting crescendo, it did. so to speak. So.
1: This is another one that's hosted on Vimeo, so we'll be able to, to link that for you so that you can join in the conversation around that. Although I would say probably not quite as much of a tissue warning with that one as Jenny's video, which I found incredibly, incredibly moving. This was this was moving too, but...
0: Yeah, well, for me personally, I would I would disagree with that just because I think I resonated more with I Am Tom Moody and mm-hmm. the, the themes that dealt with, you know, anxiety and, and what have you... And, struggling to overcome that internal monologue. But yeah, both definitely worth a watch.
1: And yet another thing just to add, add more strength to the argument that SMAF's providing such a varied programme where different things will resonate with different people just based on what their own experience is and what their take is when they're engaging with that kind of art. Exactly. Definitely. Also talking around that kind of point of Variation, we've spoken a little bit about the sort of more traditional poetry from Wilfred Owen and Siegfried Sassoon that was covered. and um, The readings were done by a, a drama group, actually. We should give them a little name yeah, check. From um,
0: Strange Town.
1: Strange Town, and we had three individuals from there, Ellen Shand, Jack Sinclair and Fraser McRae, and they did some wonderful readings of that, that World War One poetry. Um, but there was also other more contemporary works, um, which were read out by... Somebody who works in community mental health care—is that right? From the NHS, I think she's a mental health nurse, and her name was Tracy Harvey. So she did a did a reading of a poem which was about PTSD by veteran Kev Weeman Walker, who she'd met at another kind of arts event. So she kind of told his story a wee bit, um, and again, that's looking at that's looking at what used to be termed shell shock from your Wilfred Owen and Siegfried Sassoon days but from a more contemporary contemporary lens and she also read her own poem which was called Through the War in Scots which was, I thought, brilliant
0: Yeah, I I loved Through the Water. Loved I, I d- loved it
1: to be honest, I do love hearing some Scots um, at any, any opportunity. But this was a beautiful, beautiful poem that again is about that sense of community, that sense of neighbourliness. Yeah, and that sense of neighbourhood and… Yeah. Tinged um, with sadness Tinged with it. sadness and loss. But, yeah. um, but beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. It tells the story of two neighbours yeah. and through the wah you can see how that would happen, two neighbours, and their support of each other and their kind of journey together over the years years. Um, and it just reminds us about the importance of reaching out because we're not very good i think i remember years ago i was speaking to my gran about this and our sense of kind of neighborhood spirit and neighborliness has eroded a bit in the modern world. I don't think we're quite as good as people don't know who their neighbours are. Your neighbour used to yeah. be the person if you ran out of milk, you'd run around to your neighbours.
0: Yeah, definitely. Fifty
1: years ago, that was kind of that was the way things were. Mm. And it's not the way things are now. And and what we see in our work is the importance of having a sense of community, of belonging, of neighbourliness, of kindness yeah. fundamentally. It's not
0: not everyone has a family, not everyone has you know, people they live with.
1: No, so. not at all, and this poem was a reminder of that. A reminder to, to create community, to reach out, to speak to other people, to pr- pr- provide support and to be kind, and I thought that was lovely, and something we, we need to be rem- reminded of.
0: Yeah, I only know one of my neighbours, I don't know what his name is, but I waved to him.
1: And fifty years ago, you would have known every detail about his life, Ian! <laughs> so, you know, that is an important, I think, takeaway take away from that. And there were some other important takeaways from other poetry that we experienced over at the other event.
0: Yeah, Ricky uh, provided me with my first exposure to the political commentator slash rapper slash spoken words, maestro, Loki.
1: And this wasn't in fact my first experience of Loki because I saw him back in the good old days in SMAF 2015 where he was, just as on the money as he was when we saw him. And he kind of, he walked us through quite a few issues, didn't he? He was dealing mm-hmm. with the issue of consent. Yes. Which was a really interesting, a really interesting it one. Was. And really brave.
0: Yeah, he, t- he talked about how he'd actually reached out to to one of his earliest girlfriends, and this was from like a decade before or, mm-hmm. or more, and and just spoke to her about, about the time they had together and whether or not he'd gone over the line mm-hmm. at some points. But... Gladly, you know, he was he was happy to say that it was fine. Mm-hmm. But it, it brought up some very important discussions.
1: Important discussions, yeah, indeed.
0: That, we're, that we are having now on a daily basis.
1: And that we should have been having way back then. Certainly. And he also walked us through his own experience of anxiety, which I thought was really moving, didn't he?
0: Yes, he did. He did. He, you know, he's a, a sorry of big brash guy, there's a lot of bravado there, he's got a lot of confidence in his delivery but, you know, um, it's quite almost moving to hear him talk about his own issues, his own anxieties, Mm -hmm. you know, but he talked about it very sensitively. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I I, I was blown away by Loki.
1: And he's got quite a presence on YouTube so we can, again, redirect you to that so you can experience some of his work for yourself but it was...
0: Quite a polarizing individual, I've, Quite a, I've, I've heard, but you know he's he's got opinions and you know, and
1: certainly talent. Yes, certainly definitely, talent, definitely bags of talent. So do, definitely do, worth checking out. Do check him yeah. out and you know be thought provoked. Yes, um, absolutely. Challenge yourself. Challenge yourself. <laughs> so I think we've left this podcast with a lot of instructions for our listeners to go and check out what's going on on Vimeo and what's going on, on on YouTube and experience a wee bit of what we experienced in these multi-arts events on your own time. Um, but one other thing I would like to kind of mention just before we wrap things up is about the um, the organisation which was the reason why 6 o'clock in Princess Street um, actually took place and obviously we've mentioned that the focus um, of this event was on veterans in particular and the kind of coordinating body behind this was in Veterans First Point Scotland and they have centres across Scotland that are delivering services to support veterans across the country and um, so just wanted to give them a, a quick name check and Linda Arvin, who is the strategic programme manager for mental health in NHS Lothian is very involved in this. She's been instrumental in one creating that first service that actually was in Lothian and kind of opening that um, structure out and putting those in place across the country so if you are a veteran or you've got a family member who is a veteran and you're looking for some advice or support then please do reach out to them and and seek to find out a wee bit more about their services and we'll include a link um, in our description for that too and One final thing we should mention is obviously we are from the mental health charity Support in Mind Scotland, and we have a service ourselves which is in Edinburgh called the Stafford Centre, and that's based on Broughton Street. And there there is a veterans' community cafe which runs every Wednesday from six till nine pm, which is another place to to find that sense of community and a sense of belonging. And they run several activities for veterans and family members in there.
0: They offer uh, many activities and, and groups, uh, including yoga, tai chi, and they have regular social evenings as well, so definitely one to look for.
1: Do check that out.
0: And that wraps up episode two, quite nicely I think.
1: Thank you for joining us today for episode two of Talking It Over, with support in Mind Scotland. We hope you'll join us for our third and final episode, which will be coming soon, so do keep an eye out for that, and in the meantime, take care.